stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm pleased to welcome associate stock strategist, Derek Lewis, for his very first podcast here at Zach's or basically ever. So Derek is part of Gen Z, and that's why I wanted to have him on because we haven't talked to anyone from Gen Z in quite a while here on the podcast. If you recall, if you've been listening for numerous years, I used to get Zach's interns. We had summer interns prior to the pandemic, and I used to get Zach's interns if they were Gen Z, although some of them were youngest millennials back in the day. But the Gen Zers, I used to snag in to talk about what was going on with them and their peers with investing, what stocks they liked. And if you remember, I used to talk about the Robinhood app all the time because Robinhood was fairly new five, six years ago. And uh, you know, we were all interested in it. Are the young people using this? Will it increase investing for young people? Will they like stocks after using this? But then we had the pandemic and Robinhood, of course, became even more popular. So now with the Gen Z's like Derek, it's a little bit more difficult to just be like, hey, are you using this app? Because they are. But I still have some good questions from about Robinhood, investing, about all these things. So welcome, Derek. Welcome to your first podcast. Hey, Tracy. Thanks for the welcome. I'm super glad to be here. As Tracy said, um, I'm Derek Lewis, a relatively new member here at Zach. So this will be the first time you heard me. Um, I'm kind of a senior Gen Z, or I guess I could say. Um, I graduated West Virginia University in 2020, and um, I'm 24 years old now. So I'm definitely on the uh, upper end of the spectrum of the generation, but I'm still classified in there. You are. I think that the oldest Gen Z, now it it varies depending on where, where you look, where the cutoff is always on these things. But I saw that the oldest Gen Zs are now 26. And so that means the millennials are now 27 to 43. Wow. So all these people who keep thinking, oh, those millennials, they're like, you know, still in school and all that stuff. That is wrong. Uh, Gen Z is now the younger group, but now heading heading towards 30, even for the Gen Zs. So um, yeah, I think it's important too, Derek, that uh, you just mentioned that you're, um, you know, uh, you just graduated a couple of years ago. And so now you are part of that generation that's like working their first jobs and all the things that that entails. And that's important too for us to discuss today. Um, so maybe we should start on that actually, and not the Robinhood app, but I do want to ask about the Robinhood app later. But uh, you and I chatted offline recently about Gen Z and their retirement plans. So um, I'm been shocked to see over the last couple of months that there's been a lot of studies coming out about Gen Z and that your savings. And apparently you are maybe the best generation we've had yet on saving for retirement. So I saw some stats, I saw a study from BlackRock 
that said that uh, Gen Z's are saving 14% of their salary. All the older generations are saving only 12%. Then I saw another study that said it's like 20% of the people they studied for the Gen Z's um, and that 67% of those um, who are offered a retirement plan like a 401k through work are actually using it. So that seems like a really high number for a young person. Um, so, you know, it's just all anecdotal with you, Derek, because it's just you and your friends and right. what you all are doing. But um, is there a real focus amongst you and your friends on retirement and savings and all of that, even at your younger age? Yeah, um, I would say so. Um, I kind of want to peel it back a little bit to the environment that we were kind of raised in. Uh, we kind of got, I was a little young whenever the Great Recession hit, but I was still old enough to realize what had happened and all that stuff. So we grew up in the midst of that. And then essentially now, like you said, not many people realize this, but uh, we are entering the workforce now. So we're kind of synergizing with the millennials now. And yeah. now essentially the pandemic just hit as soon as most of us have graduated. So now I feel like we kind of have a more, uh, we want to take more risk off the table just because we've seen these real events unfold twice now, just in you know one small lifetime. So I feel like right. it's kind of, we err on the side of caution a little bit more just because you know we just don't want it to happen to us so early. Okay, so um, does that translate over to how you invest for those of you who are on the Robinhood app? I'm assuming that's, is is that the most popular? place for you guys to be investing is Robinhood. Yeah, by by a pretty wide margin. I think I just I think I just saw a study um 70% of us use Robinhood. Uh personally, uh -huh. I first started, that was my first account. Um mainly because the other ones were just too complicated. Uh they felt overwhelming. The simplistic design of Robinhood was just uh that was really it. And that's what sold me. You know, a great first step for a lot of people who had never any idea and actually have some interesting statistics here. Um 35% of us invest in mutual funds versus 47% of millennials. 15% uh, of Gen Z invests in ETFs versus 23% of millennials. And then about half of us own crypto. And then on the sector level, the most widely held was financial services, which I found pretty surprising. 42% um, of Gen Z apparently own that. And then of course, followed by technology of 40% and then emerging technology of 40%. So. I wouldn't necessarily say our investments are more conservative um, at this time, but I do feel like we're just more into the game and we would kind of want to, you know, we want the riskier stuff now just for the returns later. So just some of that does surprise me. Only 15% are in ETFs. Is yeah, that, that what you said? Yeah, that okay. was surprising to me too. Um, so you don't want to buy lists like the Q's or you know some broad index or something like that, but you also still don't want to buy, um, you know, like the the more focused niche ones. But I wonder what percentage of those are like Kathy Woods, Arc. I would imagine probably a fair percentage of them are, especially just you know yeah. growth strategy, especially, and that's what yeah. pretty much all of our generation loves so far. <laughs> Right, right. So I bet she has a big chunk of that, um, and, you know, or or Arc K in general, even just her flagship. Um, financial services, though, 
That's an interesting one. So do you think that's people buying like PayPal share stock, um, Square or you know Block or whatever it's called now? Yeah. Um, th- those types of companies or even Robinhood itself, maybe Hood. Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, pretty much our generation, we don't we don't want to write checks anymore. You know, we don't want to walk into a bank and transfer money. We just want to be able to open up our phone and send money to our friend whenever we need to. So I feel like we see the need of, you know, how important it is to be able to do that stuff. And so we pretty much invested in it as well, because we know that's just the easier way. It's more efficient and it's just better for everybody. So uh, you like buying what you know? Is that what your strategy, one of your strategies is? Yeah, essentially, yes. Does that translate on the tech side then to like what device you use? So if you, uh, I know a lot of Gen Zs have basically grown up using Apple because that was just like the popular phone that you had to have in like junior high and high school and college and and then beyond basically. So um, do people want to buy the Apple stock because they use that phone every single day? Yeah, I do feel like it's kind of like a preference, almost like a tunnel vision in a way, because like you said, we grew up. Um, I can't remember the last time I didn't have a phone in my hand. It probably have to go way back to elementary school, but it's just yeah. it's in the palm of our hand every second, every day. And so we're always on there. And that's just pretty much when we know the how big of it is, you know, and it's just that's what we like, essentially. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, um, we're pretty much raised in this digital gold rush era of stuff. And it's just it's all we've ever known. Now, what about some of the stocks that are like the gambling type stocks? Like I'm thinking like DraftKings. Does Gen Z have any interest because everything is done on their phone and all of that? Are, are these the types of companies too that you know are uh, more attractive to the Gen Zers? Yeah, I think they are more attractive um, just because of like just the growth and how much gambling has really picked up and stuff. Um, from an investment standpoint, I can't say that there's I see like a lot of interest in like investing in the actual, you know, DraftKings or stuff like that. But rather okay. it's just we enjoy the the gambling itself. And you know, that's just kind of what we see as fun. We don't necessarily see, you know, the stock as an investment. We just see it as, you know, leisure or stuff like that. What about social media? Uh, you guys have basically grown up on it, much more so than the millennials ever did. It was basically launched during their like school years and stuff, but uh, you guys already basically had it in place. And I know when Facebook went public uh, about 11 years now, a lot of people wanted to buy the Facebook stock because they were all using it or their like parents were on it, you know, Gen Xers or, you know, baby boomers were all on there. And they all thought like, this is gonna get me rich if I buy Facebook. But now Facebook is meta platforms, um, you know, ticker meta, and it a lot has changed with social media. Is there any desire to actually own social media platforms as a stock amongst your generation? Like there was when Facebook first went public? I feel like there's a, just because of how often we use social media, I feel like there's there's definitely like an interest in owning it because um, here's actually another pretty uh, interesting statistic. Uh, Gen Z investors were nearly five times as likely to report that they got financial advice from social media as adults aged 41 and over. So wow. just based on that alone, I feel like 
there's more, way more to social media than just, you know, checking in on your friends and seeing what they're doing. Um, many of us, that's pretty much our news sources, essentially. So I kind of yeah. have a book of really, you know, everything will eventually be on social media. And that's pretty much like the hub for everybody now. We all see it. So do you use TikTok? I am not a TikTok user. I believe that I just missed that wave. Um, actually, I was, uh, there was a, a even personally, I think, better app like a short video app back in the day and it was called Vine. Oh yeah. Yeah, that released whenever I think I was a freshman in high school. So that was about 2012. And so I was on there and I found that super interesting and cool. But now I'm older, so I don't find that side of uh, social media too entertaining, but pretty much everybody I know has the app, you know, and they use it daily. Yeah. Which one do people get like financial advice and you know from? I know it is big on TikTok. There's a lot of personal financer people over there on TikTok. But is it YouTube? Um, is it Reddit? Is it you know Instagram even? Like or is it Twitter? There is stock twits, yeah. but that's you know more just stock uh, specific. But it, you know where where is it? Where are people going? Yeah, Gen Z kind of uh, really made the whole Reddit channel very popular with the meme stock craze. So I would say there's definitely some value to that. There's several um, forums and stuff where people, obviously, they talk about stocks and stuff and information. But Twitter, too, I would say um, Twitter has always felt more of like a quick news site rather than like, you know, a, a social media entertainment. So I feel like that has more friction to it than, say, Instagram or something. But I've also okay. Um, people with YouTube channels as well, you know, creating their own content yeah. videos, you know, walking through charts and stuff. So I feel like it's used in definitely several different social media platforms, but Twitter and uh, Twitter is probably the most prevalent, I would say. Okay. By the way, I'm just going to put a plug in there. If you are listening to this podcast, you can find us on YouTube. <laughs> We have a whole podcast channel for Zach's on YouTube, but many of our podcasts are also on our normal channel. You can find it at zax.com. It's Z-A-C-K-S.com slash YouTube. If you don't want to just go into YouTube and find it, but you you do have to search for Zach's podcast. You can find it that way. But you know, subscribe, subscribe to get all of our podcasts, not just mine, but uh, Nina's great ETF podcasts and every everything else that we're doing on the podcast side. You can get them all on YouTube. So I love YouTube. I'm a big fan of YouTube myself, and um, I do find it a good place to get you know, some uh, personal finance advice. And there's a lot of people on there about like, you know, how to how to get passive income. And I know a lot of the dividend uh, types of investor people are over there. What about dividends for Gen Z's? Like Gen Xers, uh, which I am, we didn't really care about dividend paying stocks because we came of age in the, you know, dot com boom. We wanted Microsoft and Dell and all these companies. None of them paid dividends. And then we had the financial crisis where if we owned a bank um, and it didn't go under, they cut the dividends. So we didn't even get a dividend with that one. And so we just kind of wrote off dividends over the years, it seems. But they seem to be back in a big way. And I do see uh, a lot of younger 
um, people espousing them either on Twitter or um, you know on YouTube as like passive income and a way to get you know these checks sent to you. So what what do you and your friends think about dividends? Do you seek out dividend paying stocks now? Well, the majority of our generation, the order of uh, popularity is like growth and then dividends and then value. So I would say like, you know, there's a fair amount of interest in it. Um, Really, it's just our generation, uh, a lot of the dividend paying stocks, you know, they're the well-established mature companies. We don't don't find them too interesting, so they don't really pique our interest. Um, We want to find the Teslas, you know, the Shopify, stuff like that. But last year, um, especially after last year, I feel like a lot more of us have kind of recalibrated our uh, expectations and kind of came back to the idea of, you know, dividends are, you know, they're nice. It's a passive income stream and it's just uh, it's a lot safer than the tech that we've been used to. I've noticed that uh, companies like Starbucks that does pay the dividends seem to be pretty popular with the Gen Z's that I see on Twitter posting about dividends, even though their their yield on Starbucks isn't all that great now because the stock has surged. So I think it's in the twos somewhere. Mm-hmm. It used to be in the threes, um, which isn't terrible, but it's not like this massive dividend that you're getting in. But um, you know, that's one of the stocks I'm assuming Gen Z, you know, they use it, they go to the Starbucks. So they're like, hey, why not buy this stock and get some money from them at the same time? Um, are there any others that you can think of that are kind of like a Starbucks that, you know, maybe people might be buying that's outside of tech that because well, they're using the product? Yeah, um, there's actually that kind of goes back to your earlier point of, you know, we do like to kind of buy the products that we know in a way, Chewy is actually a pretty good example of this. I have several friends that buy Chewy because, you know, they get the uh, the monthly bark boxes and they just, they like them. And so they think it's a good product and a good business model and stuff. And so they kind of invest in what uh, in what they like. So I think Chewy would probably be a, another good example of that. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I do know that for sure. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, that makes sense on that one. Um, do they pay a dividend? I'm looking right now. Um, no, Chewy does not. It's C-H-W-Y. There was another one, but I'm thinking of the um, the the one where you can get your pet medication sent to you. Forget the name of that company. They pay a bigger dividend, but I wasn't sure how safe that one was. But anyways, so Chewy, no dividend, but it makes sense buying what you know. Um, back in the day, we used to buy pets.com where this the stuff was shipped to us. That was basically the Chewy of, of the dot-com boom was pets.com and people loved it. So it makes sense that you know that would be back in favor. Uh, what about travel stocks? Anything um, and just travel in general with Gen Z's. You know, we've had the pandemic. It really hit on everything everybody on the travel side, but certainly you guys, you know, starting your first jobs and all of that, um, or even, you know, impacting like going on spring break while you're in school or whatever, you couldn't do any, some of these things. Um, Is travel high on the list for Gen Z's going forward here? I feel like it would be um, a temporary, like, you know, a bucket list thing, just because we, you know, coming out of these lockdowns the past two years, we've didn't really get to go anywhere. So I would say that there's like a, a quick fix for the, the travel demand for us, because I definitely would like to travel somewhere. I, you know, I haven't been anywhere in a long time. So I do feel like there is definitely a need for travel. 
And a lot of us do uh, work remotely too. So that kind of opens the floodgates for traveling anywhere. So I do think that we enjoy, you know, being able to go around the world and seeing new experiences and stuff for sure. Do you guys use the travel apps like Expedia and booking to to book your travel or do you go direct like just on the Airbnb sites or on like the hotel sites direct is is online booking still the thing? I've only ever booked stuff online and that's pretty much the same thing with my friends. That's why everything is just it's either an app. If it's not an app, it's a website for us, pretty much. We're not interested in going in somewhere physically and doing stuff or, you know, other things. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, some of those apps have been around 20 plus years now. So that's just how it's been done. Oh. <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, okay. And I have one more question on like a sector area. So cannabis stocks were real hot a couple of years ago, especially for millennials. But a lot of states have either, you know, legalized it for medical purposes or recreational or both now. It's still not uh, legalized federally, obviously, but uh, the cannabis stocks have kind of gone out of favor because it's just kind of an everyday thing now. It's not doesn't seem that strange when you know s- cities have dispensaries now and whatnot. Um, but as an investment, it, does Gen Z have any interest in cannabis stocks or you know investing in it, or is is it? Is that passe now? Is that off? I wouldn't say it's passe. It's definitely something that's becoming more popular. As you mentioned, of course, it's becoming more and more legal in more states. So it's definitely something that we see, I feel like. Okay. Um, mainly, I can't remember. Oh, it was Sundial a few years ago during the uh, the meme stock craze. Um, Sundial Growers, I believe the ticker is SNDL. Um, it went crazy and it, it ran up pretty good. And I remember that one cut a lot of attention and actually got several of my friends asking for other different types of investments for cannabis. But past that initial run up of Sundial a few years ago, I, there hasn't been a lot of interest, but I feel like we definitely recognize the uh, the trajectory of it for sure. Okay, so there is still interest there. Yeah. Um, what about the meme stocks? We've kind of chatted about them a little bit so far, but you know, there's like GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond is still out there, AMC. Um, is that just like a fun trade for Gen Z's? Does anyone, you know, it's a way to make money, obviously, if you get the trade right. But does anyone care other than that? Yeah, no, the casino type action was really the only thing I feel like they were interested in. Um, I actually did see, I think only 40% of Gen Z own a meme stock. Wow. Which is, I don't know if that's high or low, um, but either way. Wait. 40% of Gen Z's who are investing or have an, a trading account own a meme stock. Yes, have it. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> That's high. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely an interest, but the craze has definitely died down. You know, the, the get rich quick scheme was kind of shot pretty quickly last year. So I feel like there was definitely another reassessment of uh, ideas, so to say. And uh, the, the interest has definitely died off, but there are some still in that camp that, you know, one of the, but it's all for the casino type of action. It's uh, there's hardly any fundamentals driving <laughs> their beliefs and stuff. Now, do you think Gen Zs are disenchanted with the stock market after last year's sell-off? Because for some people, that was like the 
the first sell-off they've ever really been in. Even, you know, many maybe weren't even investing during the pandemic, the initial sell-off during the pandemic. And that one was just three weeks and then it rebounded kind of quickly. Did did last year's sell-off, you know, sour anybody, do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, myself included. Uh, I know in 2021 it was, you know, it was great. Pretty much everything was green. Um, it was, you know, the paradise pretty much. And then in 2022, of course, the uh, the musical chairs kind of stopped, and uh, people were kind of just left reassessing everything. So I definitely feel like a lot of people kind of just threw the hat, you know, in the arena there and just gave up on it. But um, I didn't trade nearly as much in 2022 as I did in 2021, mainly just because I wasn't comfortable with it. And being so just relatively new to the to the market in general, I wasn't comfortable with yeah. going on and stuff. So I feel like there was definitely a lot of shared feelings around that sentiment. Um, and we just kind of dialed it back a lot this year or for, for last year. But now yeah. I have noticed that some of my friends are asking me about stocks now that we're rebounding. So oh, okay. Uh, I like these stories because that's like, you know, that's the play once you start having friends or family start asking about it. Um, or you go to like the barbecue and they're like, hey, what about this? Um, yeah, and we're getting some animal spirits back in the market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely some newfound interest, especially if the, the rally can sustain itself here. It'll probably be a nice welcome development among our generation, to say the least. <laughs> especially. Yeah. 2021 was just uh, was just so amazing. It's just hard to follow up 2021 the way 2022 went. Right now, what are they asking you about? Pretty much, uh, really. I had a friend the other day. He asked me about a used car dealership because uh, apparently one of his uh, companies was working with them. I think it was Car Parts. I know it's I think okay. it's Parts.com. Yeah, CPRT maybe the ticket. Yeah, yeah. Um, he asked me about that one. Uh, a few weeks ago, and that was about it. And then I remember a few around New Year's, I did have someone asking me about Tesla because you know they had that big sell-off going into the end of the new year. But it's just really, those are uh, that's two more questions, and pretty much all I got throughout 2022. So it's uh, it's trending in the right direction. That's interesting. The car parts is I thought it was what you said, but it's actually PRTS. Oh, well. <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, someone else must have the other one with the car in there. Um, but car parts is PRTS. Yeah, the um, you know, a good way to find where to invest in investment ideas is through like your daily life and like what your job is and who you encounter. And oh, you know, we or I took my car in and it cost me this much money, or I had a wait, you know, eight months to get my house built because they're so busy or whatever it is like that can give you some eyes on like what's actually going on in certain industries. Um, and especially if you actually work in that industry and, you know, have some behind the scenes kind of uh, insights into how busy things might be or, you know, how good business might be right now. So that's always a good way. Um, yeah, okay. So things things don't seem too gloomy for Gen Zs. I don't think so. No, I think I think the future's bright for us. Um, you know, we've uh been dealt a rough hand here at the beginning of the 2020s with the pandemic, but um, you know, things yeah. are looking for sure. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be the biggest generation by I believe 2030, 2032 I believe. So, yeah. we'll be 
pretty much fully mixing together with the millennials, which will be, you know, great for the economy and good synergy. But past that, um, I, I remain confident. I mean, I remain optimistic as well. Yeah, me too. Especially hearing about, you know, how many of you are saving for the retirement already at such an early age. That's amazing because the younger you start, the better off you're going to be when you reach the older ages, uh, just because of the compounding nature of investing and you have time on your side. So, and true, even in your own personal account. So, if you are buying those dividend stocks and you start compounding those, you know, in like four or five years is when I always start to see a real difference in the dividends. Like, you might be like, oh, I'm getting $10. But after year five, when it's now $20 or, you know, possibly more, you start to kind of notice it more <laughs> that, hey, this is, this thing's actually paying me some decent money. So keep that in mind, all of you Gen Zers out there. You have time on your side that the rest of us don't have. So, and it sounds like you're using it to your advantage. Um, well, thank you, Derek, and welcome. And I will honestly have you on another episode where we're not just talking about you being a Gen Z um, because uh, I know that you have interests in various other areas too. We can chat about other things. So, um, you will return. And for everybody listening, I'm going to cover some of the tickers we did talk about. So um, we did mention Robinhood. It's uh, you know the app everybody is using. You can actually buy the stock. It's ticker H O O D. He mentioned car parts. Um, that ticker again is P R T S. We did mention Chewy. That ticker is C H W Y. He mentioned that cannabis stock that was uh, popular with the memesters. I think maybe they might have changed their name from the sundial, but they were sundial, but their ticker is still SNDL, but the name of the company now is just SNDL. Sounds kind of like slick or whatever with that, that just the ticker like that. Um, but I did scroll down to see when I put that ticker in that they are in the cannabis industry because you never know. People can like change names or, you know, have a weird thing and it might not be who you think it is, but they are in the cannabis industry. So S as in Sam, N D L is the ticker with that one. We did mention Apple because how can you not? Everybody's using it, everybody has the phone. A A P L is the ticker there, as everyone knows. Um, Meta, we mentioned that one. Uh, that's still out there on the social media side and the metaverse, which we didn't really talk about. Then um, PayPal and and Block, as it's now called, PYPL, but they're still using Square because another company has the Block ticker. Um, and apparently they have not convinced them yet to get it, I guess. And then ArcK, we mentioned Kathy Woods could still be popular with the Gen Zers because they do own some ETFs. And I do have a feeling that ARK-K is probably among those that they own. So that covers most of the stocks we kind of just mentioned. You can get a good idea of maybe what Gen Z is interested in just even from that list. And it's not that different from what millennials or the older generations might be interested in as well, but a lot of technology and then some of these new emerging 
areas, emerging industries. But don't count out those dividends either. We didn't really mention, well, I guess I did mention Starbucks SBUX. That pays a nice dividend, and it does seem like a lot of Gen Zers own Starbucks um, for that dividend and because they use the product. So um, that's quite a list, and you want to be sure to get us somewhere. If you're not getting us on YouTube for the podcast, you can also get us on Apple. Uh, Most of the Gen Zers are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, I'm sure, but we are on Spotify. That would probably be the second most popular, and we're also on Amazon. On music. I have no idea how many of you are on Amazon Music, but we are on there if that's your place for podcasts. But get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next time with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's Investment Research as a whole.